And welcome to the Grabbing Lunch Podcast. This is Grabbing Lunch, episode 19, episode 19. This is my lunch with Lynn Stewart and Jeff Doucette. I can't begin to tell you what a giant fan I am of both of these people. In addition to being great actors, great uh, improvisers, and, and c- comic presences, they are just two of the nicest people that you could possibly meet. So it was really cool hanging out with them. It was very gracious of them to uh, to spend their time, and I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did. Um, I don't think these people really need a tremendous amount of introduction. You guys might know Lynn Stewart uh, from her immortal character, Miss Yvonne, from Pee-wee's Playhouse, which... I grew up watching and was just a giant fan. I never missed an episode. Uh, Miss Yvonne on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Uh, you also see her in, as Charlie's mom. Lynn is Charlie's mom on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. She's also been in Bridesmaids and just a million and one other things. Uh, so, and not that there would be a difficult time telling the people apart, but I always do this. So, for the record, Lynn Stewart sounds like this. And they said, uh... I hear that um, we get a free dessert if we flirt with the waiter, and I go, yeah. So I went to Booking, and I said, you know, um, here's my charge card. You know, could you put like $20 on it? Because that, I think that whole table thinks that they're going to get a free dessert. Honestly, that one story encapsulates Lynn Stewart to a T. Just so sweet and thoughtful and so cool. Uh, okay, my other guest is Jeff Doucette. Uh, you have seen Jeff Doucette in, I don't know, let me see, 80 million things. He was in, I'm looking at his IMDb page right now, uh, Hill Street Blues, ER, Newhart, uh, Night Court, It's Gary Shandling Show, Alien Nation, Alf, uh, Harry and the Hendersons. He's just, I mean, my goodness, he's done everything. I saw him uh, in Weeds the other day, Entourage, Castle, Malcolm in the Middle. He's just, he is the venerable character actor. He's the man of a thousand faces. And once you see him, you'll never forget him. And you'll always remember the name. Jeff Doucette. And for the record, Jeff Doucette sounds like this. In my memory, I did it really, really great. Like a Arapaho shit. Then I tasted it three days old. <laughs> so that is it, my friends. Uh, this is Grabbing Lunch Podcast. My lunch with Lynn Stewart, Jeff Doucette. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, if you'd like to see what I am up to, you can always go to my website, mattknutson.com, M-A-T-T-K-N-U-D-S-E-N. Or, of course, there's always grabbinglunch.com where you can see uh, previous guests, listen to previous episodes, sign up for the newsletter, uh, make a donation to the show. Plus, a portion of every donation goes to support the Los Angeles Food Bank here in L.A. So um, after that chill fest, uh, we will get straight to episode 19 at Lucas in West Hollywood. Let's eat. What do you recommend, Lincoln? Yes. Oh. Well, I, I I know they have fabulous sweets because every they have a, a fabulous baker, and and uh, so sometimes when I'm walking by, I get sweets. But if actual meals, you you have to ask them about their their specials because I usually get one of their specials. Mm. All their sa- their sandwiches from the from when I've had sandwiches are very good. All nice. I should get like the uh, the retired man meals, like a coffee and like a corned beef. Yeah, it's just <laughs> the heart stopper like, menu. Yeah, they got that. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll drink cigar afterwards. <laughs> I'll tell you two sweet things that this restaurant has done. Okay. Like last night, there was this Doug Cox, who yeah. you know. Doug Cox was in a, a, a webisode called Armed, uh, um, Farmed and Dangerous that uh, they played well, over Somebody the, just sent me a thing to watch that. It's oh, really, really cute. Cool. And it was put on by Chipotle. And then we had Chipotle afterwards. That was, that was, we had free Chipotle. That's like my favorite thing about show business. We're going to bring food. Oh, well, great. Yeah. yeah. And, and then afterwards, we came over here. And I knew I know one of the night waiters, and I said Doug was just in something at the director's guild, and I I had already had a margarita, so I didn't want anything. But they brought him free wine. That's sweet. And was really. Well, now that I could live. With. Yeah, it was free wine. Yes. Yeah. And another story about this restaurant is that I passed by some people I knew, and I was just being fun and smart alecky, and I say, you know, if you flirt with the waiter, um, you'll get a free dessert. <laughs> and and because I do get free desserts right. here sometimes. Yes. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Well, anyway, they're very, they're so very every guy well. in the world came here and started flirting with the same one. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, oh, there he is. There's, there's the owner. There was a, 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 a large table oh, and they said, hi. Hi, hello. And they said, uh, I hear that um, we get a free dessert if you flirt with the waiter. And I go, ah. So I went to Luca and I said, you know, um, here's my charge card. You know, could you put like $20 on it? Because that, I think that whole table thinks that they're going to get a free dessert, right. you know? Oh, that's hilarious. And he so said, you were going to pick up the tab. Right, right. So, right. so that they don't think you're a liar. Like they were yeah. <laughs> I'm a friend of Lynn's. She said, flirt with you. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Luca said, you know, he's very... European, he went, we'll take care of it. So he, I'm, I don't know what happened, but I think that he, anybody who wanted a free dessert, that he took care of it because oh my God. I had made that. That night. Yeah, that's very, very nice. Like, you know, if you flirt with the waiter, <laughs> you get a free Lynn's dessert. right. And then they tried it again a week later and I got kicked no. out. Yeah, Lynn's out of here. Well, maybe if you could flirt with him when the check comes for lunch today, which is, even if we get like 10% off, it would be, yeah. And many we'll times they'll give you a free cookie with the coffee. A cookie they, with your they, coffee? Yeah, they might have, you know, they're not so new anymore. Right. I think it was introducing people who like to eat cookies <laughs> to the restaurant. Oh, you like cookies? You know where you gotta go. Lucas. <laughs> they give them away yeah. free. With your <laughs> it's funny because this is like right at the uh, entrance to like the Sunset Strip. So when I, I saw it was on Sunset, in my mind I was like thinking about the, the strip and the whole... You know, right, the right. Whole park and everything. This is actually the path for the LA Marathon. Yeah, they run. Wow. Thank you very much. They closed down this area of Sunset that runs all the way through West Hollywood. So, yeah. We try and pass ourselves off as, you know, cool West Hollywood Sunset Strip. Well, yeah, well, we are. We're, we're half a block. No, we're just a half a block. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're West Hollywood adjacent. Yeah. We're where, where? Well, like... Uh, You're right over here, aren't you? The corner, the counter, yeah. you know, it says it says the West Hollywood one, yeah, but yeah. it's really at the end of my block. It's really Hollywood. And you, you know? live on, what, even... Uh, uh, I, I live on, on Hayworth, right Hayworth, right over yeah. there. Yeah. Do you so, want to give your specific address for the podcast? Yeah, all so, oh, right. It is actually, it's a... Are we recording? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we are? For so. any of you who like cookies, <laughs> I'll tell you where go to, to go. Lucas. <laughs> Mention Lynn Stewart. All you have to do is give her, yeah, give them her credit card number, and you can get all the free cookies you want. <laughs> Pour you some cream? Sure. Just say when. I can hey. offer nothing in that area. That's good. What's that? The good guy discount? I don't know anybody give you nothing for free. No. <laughs> There's a restaurant that uh, my wife and I go to. It's called Don Antonio's. It's we live in Santa Monica, so it's like on Pico, and it's just, I guess, just east of the ten on uh, on Pico there. Yeah. And it's the only place we ever go to that they like know us, and we like walk in and they bring the thing that we had Aww. ordered, the, like like a couple Cadillac margaritas, the the chips with the guacamole, and the whole. You know. That is that's it's a, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Well, well, this has just turned into like New York in the fact that you could walk to all these restaurants. This is new Never in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. 
and they're all good and they're all friendly. There's a great pizza place next door, and and there's and then there's a new place that has uh, tacos that keeps changing all the time. Sure. There's one of those. There's like a big a building that always can't seem to make a go of it. You know, there's it turns into six different things in a year and a half. You're like. What happened to the shoe store? Oh, now it's a falafel place. Right? And it's the guy who moves in there who goes, I got it. <laughs> I got it. I'm, this location is perfect. Oh, sure, it might cost a little bit. But that's all right, because I'm going to make a mint selling selling fish coffee. <laughs> because everyone loves fish, and everyone loves coffee, and I'll sell fish coffee. <laughs> And he gets uh, like three customers. Right. And the word is out. This place sucks, man. And he and his wife is like, close the place. No, I know my idea is good. He won't close. I'm gonna double down. Rodrigo, please. But that's a strange thing about this neighborhood. Like we had uh, Baja Fresh, which was doing great. Yeah, I love and then Baja all Fresh. of a sudden it's gone. It was and right like, over here, yes, wasn't it? It's, it's it, gone? It's gone. Oh, my my world is shattered. Yeah. And, and the counter, I, I just hope Greenblatt's never leaves. It'll never leave. No, I, I doubt it. Yeah. I just, I did an episode uh, a few weeks ago with Maz Jabrani and Jamie Kaler oh, yes. uh, at Greenblatt's. Yeah. And that's almost kind of the unofficial green room for the Laugh Factory. Yes, yes. Comedians yes. will go and hang out there. And get if you got an extra $100, you can buy a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, Don't try their fish coffee, though. It's no good. No, no, it's no good. I, I remember I took my goddaughter to see Kathy Griffin at the last factory. And Claire was so excited. And I know Kathy. And I should have called her, made some kind of contact right. with her to tell her that we were coming. And I didn't. And I went, I, and there was a big guard. And he said, Kathy, just like Kathy's left the building. You know, I was like, oh, Right. And and I, I felt so bad that I hadn't made arrangements. And we went over to Greenblatt's, and, and that's like, was there's a big table upstairs, and that was like Kathy Griffin's unofficial table. And and I she said, come on over. And so my goddaughter got to hang out with Kathy, Kathy Griffin. And she great. couldn't have been more sweet and wonderful. And and nice. I, it just all worked out. So I love like Greenblatt's. Overlap? With the Groundlings, or yes, uh-huh. yes, we were we were. Did you ever teach there, or was it just? I didn't. She did, uh-huh. and I'm not speaking out of school because sure. she has said yeah. she had this on talk shows. She slept with all her students, and they asked her to please <laughs> stop doing that. What about the just the really attractive ones? <laughs> oh, that, that's fine. And then did an interview for the Groundlings. For the reporter, I saw that, and and they they took us around to these the different rooms uh, upstairs, and and he pointed to the green room in the couch, and and um, I mean the couch in the green room, and he said Kathy said that she slept with three guys here, and then he like looked at me like. Well, what's your story? <laughs> you know, and I said, I'm sorry, I'm no Kathy Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> I took them outside to the dumpster where I made out with someone once. Right. And and that was the the extent of I it. I want to know all about that one. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's... Well, it was Josh King, the technical director at the time. Oh, really? Yes. And we had had too much of wine at an after party. And we went... Uh, into the alley and made out. But we're such good friends that we kept laughing. Oh, you yeah. know, so it really wasn't that romantic. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, too much wine and making out, just go together like PB&J. <laughs> and, 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 just... <laughs> theater, and theater crowds are so incestuous anyway. Right? Uh-huh. Right. There's constant flirtation and you get to see each other changing clothes backstage. It's okay, I have a theater right. background. This is me in my underwear. Yes, you know, yes, yes. And we're a huggy crowd, so huggy. it's right. just another step. Right. Yes. <laughs> it's the next level. And suddenly we're sleeping with people in the green room couch. I don't know if she slept with many of them. It was probably just the sex. Probably not as much sleeping as the I don't know what the hell to have. Uh, you were going to get a breakfast calzone. No, I mentioned that they had them. I don't know that I would have a a breakfast calzone at 2 in the afternoon.
Do you know who's around here all the time is quote unquote Jesus? Have you ever seen I've him? I've seen him. Yes. He hangs out at the comedy store. He, he does? Yeah. yeah he, he walks around and I saw him at Starbucks and, and he was getting a cup of coffee and, and, and someone said, oh look, there's Jesus. And it was right before Easter. And I said, well, he has a busy weekend ahead. <laughs> Of course, he's got to rise. He's got to rise. He's got to get the coffee. He needs that energy. Do you guys remember Crazy Mary? Who you, do you remember Crazy Mary who used to hang around the Hollywood Hills here? No. Yeah, she had a weird kind of thing on kind her head. Kind of blondish. Head. Yes, she, yes. And she would wear white, just robes, kind of, or just old sheets that she would wrap around herself. Yeah. And, then, and I used to run all the time around Lake Hollywood. And I'd drive up this back way up there. And very few people even by know about cave. it. Yeah. No, back way, not by a bat no, cave. No, you know the bat, the bat <laughs> cave? It's over by Lake Hollywood where the, where Batman's car would pull out in the TV series. I don't know that. It was an actual cave that was by Lake Hollywood, but they just, you know, they had that one stock shot and the car oh. would pull out. That. But you can hike to it and like, hey, there's Batman's bat cave. Yeah. Well, this was, this was uh, if, if just past the Ford Theater, if you turn right up the oh, yeah, it's yeah, a little yeah. street, you can hardly see it and go up. And it would wind around, and it's just all grass and stuff. She lived up there sometimes, or hung ah. out there. And so every time I'd be driving by, she'd be up in the hills or something, and, and she would just flash it. <laughs> wow! She, she, she was always naked underneath there. And she'd walk around here, Hollywood and stuff, and it wow. was Crazy Mary. And I had no I haven't seen her in 15, 20 years. I miss old Crazy Mary. Yes, yeah, like Kevin Dentley. So because I'm looking, at the, I'm looking at the trees and the bushes, and then I see this really special bush. <laughs> crazy Mary's here! <laughs> Sometimes. Why do I think that's gonna happen to be crazy Lynn? <laughs> crazy Lynn. <laughs> crazy Lynn. <laughs> you know, if you grow up today, you'll flash it. Yeah. I'm always reminded, like, you, you know, you're in the city and there's like four million people, but that always kind of feels small because you end up in your pockets, but then yeah. you hear stories like, well, she lives up in the hills and she'll flash you. It's just like, it's a big city, you know? Yeah. But people know about this. You knew Crazy Mary. Yeah, I've heard the name, I, I never had the privilege of. Right. And she wasn't. <laughs> Really horrible looking. She was uh -huh. fairly in. She was pretty in shape. A young woman who probably was schizophrenic or something, but she gave me a little thrill on my right. way to run. This is when we find out that she was a ghost the whole time. Like Jeff, she wow. died in 1926. Right. Ooh. Resurrection Mary, we should call it. Mary Jesus. Mary Jesus. Yeah. Sweet Mary, Mary Jesus. and Jesus. Yes, yeah, sweet Mary Jesus and Joseph. <laughs> Wow. Is this, what, do you have like a thing that you always do? You're like, or are you find Oh, you, you mean like Crazy menu? Mary or on no, the menu? No, on the okay. menu. Okay. Unless that's how you really get your free dessert. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you just have to flash the waitress and you can get all the sweets you want. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. That's a great shirt, Jeff. I was thinking about this today. I'm wearing this. Yesterday I did this. I don't know if you saw it on, on Facebook. Saw, I think we both. I yes, think I yes. It, I like it. You I played crazy this fisherman. Old fisherman. The crazy fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like an oracle saying, "Beware!" Years ago, Longshanks crashed on this, you know, and all this. Kind of, yeah. And and now the, the eclipse. Beware the eclipse. It returns tonight, and so will Longshanks. You know, it was one of those. And so he's a crazy guy. The harbinger. So on my way over here, I'm looking and going, no, no, no. Jeff, you're wearing a fish shirt today. Right. Is there some hang? I think there's group mind. You know, there's this thing right. where your mind gets locked into yeah. a certain thing. And subconsciously, this morning, I pick up a shirt thing. I mean, a fish thing. Do you have any words of wisdom and I made, for And I made a joke about <laughs> fish coffee. You did? That's right. You're in a fish thing. I'm into fish. Well, what do they got on here for fish? Yeah. One time I was doing a show at the Groundlings, and I I I love turtles, you know, but I don't I, love I don't like collect turtles. Right. But it sounds like it after this story. I had a turtle T-shirt from Hawaii, and my sister had bought me a, a turtle like um, a backpack. And then the backpack had a little kind of, which I wouldn't have picked out myself, a little wooden turtle on it. Right. So I was totally in a turtle you had to have. theme. Yeah. And I remember somebody said, do you realize you have a turtle shirt, a turtle knapsack, and a turtle wooden design? <laughs> and no. you just, you, 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 your head shrunk back <laughs> into your clothes. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're about three seconds away from a new nickname. Hey, turtle! Have you guys seen that video? There's like some um, like woman interviewing this boy at a fair, and he like has his face painted. It's like a Halloween thing, and he was like painted like a zombie. And she's like, "I'm here with Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan, what do you think, buddy?" And she puts the microphone in his face. He just says, "I like turtles." <laughs> it's like he was given his chance to say something to it. the American media. And he, oh, I, I like, like turtles. Like yeah. me. <laughs> Lynn Turtle Stewart. <laughs> I oh, like turtles. How are you guys doing? Good. Great. Do you have any questions? Um, I'd like the, um, the egg salad. The egg salad. Toasted milk? Toasted milk. Yeah, okay. it sounds good. I'm just going to point at something and then what will it be? Okay. It's turkey, pe tur chicken, chicken pesto, chicken breast, avocado, lettuce, tomato, alfalfa, honey, mustard, and garlic pesto. I'll buy it. That's very good. I've had that here. Okay. Yeah. I'll buy that for a dollar. I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> what do we have? Robocop reference. <laughs> yeah. Did you want a half or a full sandwich? Oh, I can eat a full one. Okay. Oh, no. You know what? I'll have some of that soup. Okay. Half a sandwich. Sure. Soup and sandwich. Which soup would you like? We have that tomato and basil, garbanzo and kale, chicken and wild Garbanzo rice. kale. Okay. Sounded great when you mentioned it. The, the, the black bean is not today, right? No, no. Okay. Today. If, we, if you ever come back here again, which I hope you do, yeah. get the black bean soup. It's I like fantastic. Soup and a sandwich. Uh, and I'm going to try the, uh, the turkey meatloaf. Okay. And it comes with two sides. Which ones would you like? Uh, you like a steamed vegetables? Uh, yeah, we can do steamed broccoli, steamed spinach, we have grilled vegetables. Uh, broccoli would be great. Okay. And could my other one be like a, a, do you have a dinner salad kind of a thing? Or yeah, a, sure. Yeah. Could I get that before the... Sure. And Thank you very much. And the soup and sandwich goes together like wine and making out. Soup and sandwich. Soup and sandwich. Wasn't that a commercial? <laughs> soup and sandwich? Yeah, they, they did the love I and marriage it. thing, yeah. the soup and sandwich. Yeah. They, that sounds like a great idea. Yes. Yeah, I can't things. listen to that. I love Frank Sinatra, but I can't listen to Love and Marriage anymore because of the, uh, the, the series. series. Yeah. yeah. It just, it, it overdid the song for me, you know. Married with Children. What was the play? It was Steinbeck's play, and Thursday was in the title that you did. Sweet Thursday. Sweet Thursday. Mm. You also, weren't you a fisherman kind of person in that? I was a drunk. Oh, drunk. Well, <laughs> the picture that you put on Facebook was very similar, had a yeah. similar feel. Your See, old fisherman yeah. and your old drunk were very... I very play, I'm, I'm in my coot stage of my career, where I play all the coots, you know? Walter Brennan started playing coots when he was like 29, and he actually had his teeth removed, <gasps> I heard. No! So that he could, you know, he could do his... <laughs> oh, my God. I hate that story. I, I don't know if it's true, but... but I heard that. Right. And Walter Brennan played a coot from the time he was young. Right. You gotta play the hand you're dealt. I say that all the time, but people like see you as a certain thing, and you're like, no, I'm not a coot, I'm a leading man. Yeah. It's just like, no, we're gonna hire yeah, this guy. Nope, nope. I mean, you've always worn coot makeup in the stuff that I've seen you in. <laughs> I'm moving into my Wilfred Brimley stage here. That's right. But I mean, he was he was excellent, as you can imagine. Of the, course. Yeah. Oh, that was a fun play to do. Yeah. Everybody a looked like long. they were having, needed, oh, we having were, a great time. It needed a lot of editing, but man, it was fun to do. And the crowd, we just grew to love each other doing this play. It was, it was you know, the, the one, the, the movie with uh, uh, Nick Nolte and Deborah Winger uh, was supposed to be Cannery Row, but Cannery Row has no real story. It's just like vignettes of right. little things of people. In fact, like he looked a little bit like Nick Nolte. His arrest picture. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Only your hair is more messy. Thank you. Yeah, I guess I could be a leading man. Huh? So, <laughs> yeah. And, and and so what they did for that movie is they took. Sweet Thursday, which was written much later in the 50s. Right. And uh, they took the elements of that, which had a through line and a love interest and everything, and they combined that with some of the events from Cannery Row, and they called it Cannery Row, although it was mostly Sweet Thursday. Yeah. But nobody read the book, so they can't like, wait, no, that, this isn't Cannery Row at all. Cannery Row, yeah, I read that. What the hell you said? <laughs> sweet no. Thursday, sweet story. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I'm sorry I missed that. I remember when it was, it was like, we did that last year, wasn't it? Yeah. For, at the Elephant Stages? No, it was uh, at the uh, Pacific Resident Theater in uh, Venice. 
fun theater, isn't it? It was nice. a very fun theater. And uh, name some of your other uh, guys. Oh, it was Lee DeBru. Huh? It was oh, Lee Lee, Lee, yeah, sorry. That's the name I was looking for. Okay, you and Lee DeBru. I don't need to know anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you very much. That would be over there, right? Yeah, yeah. Thanks. And wasn't Nick Nolte in that? <laughs> Nick, Nick did a little bit of that. Yeah, he, he was one of the drunks. Thank you. Yeah, I, I don't think you can actually get a fishing license unless you're an alcoholic. I certainly can. <laughs> it's like it's like if you go to an audition, you guys. Sometimes you can go to an audition. You go, oh, I really killed in there, but you don't have that inner knowing that it's yeah. yours. You know, you kind of wonder. I know I killed. Oh, you're talking I, about every single audition ever. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm like that in every audition. I think I killed. But sometimes I go in and I just go, I just didn't connect at all, and it, that's all right, that's not mine. But other times I go, I know I got it, and they were dying, and everyone, you know, the people auditioning, you were, they were you were there laughing, they were on a, I know I got it. Did you and get then you it? Go, but then you don't know. Oh. Other auditions you go in, and you kill, and you walk out knowing, that's it, it's mine, no doubt. No doubt at all. And that inner thing in me is always right. So every time I'm going, yeah, I try to talk myself into knowing it, but I just don't, don't right, know it. Right. I go, oh, yeah, yeah, it's probably well, not. The wonderful, I have ADD, and the wonderful thing about ADD, there's a lot of bad things, but there's a good thing in the fact that after I go to an audition, it doesn't linger. I literally oh, forget about oh, it. And and um, I have mild, undiagnosed ADD. Nobody feel sorry for me. Anyway, so you um, diagnose yourself. That's the most important diagnosis that you need. I looked up some symptoms online. I, I got ADD, HD is what I got. It's I very have the high yeah. And and I so. So there's some actresses who like write down all their auditions and where oh. they were and you know and really, no, no, no. really keep track of everything. And and people will come up to me and say, it said, um, did you get the the tide commercial or something? And I literally won't remember it. And going out on it, I said, Well, I don't think so, because I don't remember going out on it. And and like I, w I was at an audition and I came in and I was I wasn't too late I was too late for my time but not for the audition right. I mean I mean they, they they hadn't got to me yet and I said I said oh I got lost and then this other actor said you got lost you know I, I went up for that I was wondering who got that and I went no I, I literally got lost <laughs> I do this by the time I get home I could drive from um, within maybe three miles you know from an audition to three miles home and I get home and say but my wife will say so what'd you audition for I go can't even well what'd you do I don't know I'm drawing a blank here I can't remember anything it's really true I just it's like water off a duck's back. I can't remember. And then I get a call back, and I go, for what? I went well, in on that? Drunk too. It's, it's ah. embarrassingly familiar. Or, or when you go, like there's a place on La Brea that has auditions. 200, yeah. 200, 200 all the time. And I've actually gone and not known, and they write the auditions on the room. Yeah. I just look for these Study mature that women. <laughs> That's what I do, too. Go to the line where the mature yeah. women is. Where are the pantsuits? I look for the coots right. as soon as I walk. Yeah. Well, I would imagine people reach out because of Pee Wee's Playhouse, and they know you're from that. Does that still resonate with a lot of people? I, especially, I would think, with a certain I, I, generational demographic. Well, because I, I wore so much makeup and wore a big wig, yeah. No. Really? I mean, the people. Well, the people in the know. That's iconic. People That's, in the know. Yeah. <laughs> the people in the know. No. Like here at Lucas. Yeah, here at Lucas, <laughs> they all recognize you as Miss Yvonne. <laughs> but but um, it's always done in Philadelphia because it's like the first thing that I've ever done where I looked like myself. Mm, yeah. It's very very strange, and it it's usually 
guys, which is a great, uh, sure. you know, thing. 20 something. For, <laughs> from 19 to 32, right. who were crazy about me. Yeah. Hey, you're Charlie's mom. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's just wonderful and so much fun to to get that kind of love and response from that yeah. demographic. Mm -hmm. Is that the right word? I love love and response from any demographic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Especially when they can give you desserts. Yes. I saw you. What were, what was that show? Honey, what was that show? Huh? Well, I don't remember, but you were wonderful. Yeah. That's probably, not that I get to recognize a tremendous amount, but there's a thing where just like, you're, you're from, what is that? And then you like, kind of have to like, I you have to explain like, your, your just career in life to them because they don't yeah. really know. Could you just, yeah. I'm on TV. TV. No, that's not And it. it turns out to be their neighbor, you know, after all that. You know, well, I've done this and that. No, no, you look like Sylvie next door. No, 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 I went to school with you. Don't drink it. What have you done? What is your, I mean, there's a, a kind of an elderly couple that lives, uh, that lives next to us. And they'll come over for functions and, you know, the woman's like, I haven't seen you in, on TV in a while. Is everything going okay? Yeah, right. And she's like, she's like, like, well, I was this and this, and she's like, I, I don't really watch no, TV. I she's like, I don't watch, I don't watch TV. But you haven't seen me on TV, and now you're concerned yeah. for me. It's just because like, she hasn't oh, seen you on I, TV. I get that. Because I don't watch it. I get but, that all the time. I, I take. Uh, my mother's a Christian scientist, uh -huh. and I take her to church. I don't even know we're religious scientists. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, um, I take her to church on Sunday, and there'll be people. The, the, these people are like 90. I mean, right. these women that do the same thing. And, and they, they say, um, I said, well, I just did a, a short in Wisconsin. You already told me about that. <laughs> You're repeating yourself, dear. What else have you done? You know you're only as good as your last job. <laughs> Honey, don't be redundant. Make sauce sandwich today. Me? All right. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, that looks great. All right. This is for you. Thank you. You knew. Uh, he was having the salad, so yes. it was a good guess. Thank I you very much. I was telling everybody about that table. And the, oh, he has to work. I'm just visiting. Him. He has to work. Totally yeah. fine. Thank you very much. This looks great. Let me move this for a second. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and I said, I told that table they'd get a free cookie, and you said, I'll take care of that. I can hear you. What? Oh, okay. You told the table to get No, one? no, this was a long time ago. <laughs> We're doing a radio show, uh -huh. and I'm, I'm telling everybody about this place. Uh -huh. And one time... I told I told the table of people that if they if they flirt with the waiter they'll get a free cookie and they started flirting with the waiter and I got scared and I went up to you and I said I said I told everybody at the table that they'd get a free cookie if they flirted with the waiter and you said I'll take care of it. Was that so, so, uh, man of my word? Yeah. Man of your word. <laughs> well done. Well Can you done. Give some more coffee. I'm okay. Uh, I would I'm like okay. To eat okay. Yeah, okay. I'm okay. I'll, Thank yeah, you. Okay. Is everything all right? I haven't seen you in a while. Oh, what shows do you watch? I don't even own a TV. <laughs> oh, well, have okay. you have you been on the corner? Or have you been in my driveway? I, I make appearances often. Yeah. Oh, I have a funny story about that. Tim Stack, you know, who's a, a, a oh, friend yeah. of mine. Well, he's he's now one of the writer producers of Raising Hope. Oh, cool. But he was um, he he had a couple of series on, on cable. Mm -hmm. And I mean, son of the beach. Son of the beach. I remember that. Yeah, which I I was uh, I played the uh, I played the uh, oh I sold fish. I, I was. <laughs> it's all about full circle. I had a fish taco stand, and, and um, so he was feeding. The, he lives in Santa Barbara, and he was feeding the homeless in Santa Barbara, and this woman went up to him and said. I know you, you're on TV. And he said, at one time, you had cable. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, yes. <laughs> and she just decided, when she, she wanted to just be instead of Barbara. <laughs> right. Then she went up to the next person, knocked down the street, I know you, you're on TV. And you just find out she's insane. Oh. You know what's weird, too, is that now, it's real different because back when I started, when you started, 
It was only network TV. So if you did a show, everybody saw it. Right. If you got on a major show, even if you were just a little bit part, everybody saw it. And so you could go around claiming, I did this show for, for years, you know, and people go, oh yeah, I saw it. <laughs> like a, right. an episode of All in the Family or something. Of course they saw it. Now, it's like people talk about shows constantly right. that I've never seen. Mm -hmm. I've heard of them. They're on some cable channel or whatever, and or now they only come through Netflix or this or that. There's so many outlets. There's no way of... I can't see. I mean, you've probably been on a million shows I've never seen. Both of them. That are, I just don't... And me, you know, same way. I remember you from... Uh, what was it... Um, they live, or with the alien, the alien show, the alien, alien nation, nation yeah. the TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember oh. Jeff from that? He was like the the hard nosed reporter. Oh my God! Well, I've seen to, him. Uh, I've seen his hard nosed reporter many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They yeah. called me Pinocchio in those days. Hard nosed. <laughs> yeah, I used to watch that show all the time. I remember you from that. You yeah, know? I was a, a tabloid guy. And you know, and after after they discontinued my contract on that show, and that's after they discontinued my contract is when I did the best thing on there ever because I came into them with an idea that I actually stole. It was an old uh, uh, Kurt Russell vehicle. What was it called? Mean Season. I can't remember. He was a reporter, uh -huh. and this this uh, uh, serial killer crazoid uh, would only talk to him. That was the guy, you know who had his confidence or something. So I just stole the idea. I said, so why don't you have this? I pitched him this idea well, about the serial killer and he'll only talk to me. And they went, that's a great idea. So they went and they wrote it up. And that was, it was the best thing I did on that show. Right. Because I came in with this bogus story. Yeah. It's a real story. The alien will only talk to me. Oh, yeah, we like that. Oh, yeah. They said, you want creative by? I said, no, don't give me any. Because I stole it. <laughs> Let you be created by. That's funny. Well, well the stories always cycle through. You know, you oh see yeah. the same themes. It's you know. Bars. No. Well, with with Sunny, just like what you're seeing about cable, when it first started, all of a sudden in Philadelphia, it, nobody'd seen it. You know, and so it was like like your neighbor and like the church lady. It was something to say that you were doing. You know, so I said, oh, I'm on this show, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And people go, oh, I never heard of it. You know, right. I, I, I've never seen it, I've never heard it. Then it started to take off, and people would watch it and say, you know, I saw that show, you, you weren't on it. You know, because I'm only on a couple of them a yeah. season. So I had to change my story to I do, I'm reoccurring, or I do two or three a, a season, right. because I couldn't say, oh, I'm on this television show, because people were watching it and not seeing me. Right, right. Yeah, I watched five minutes of it, and I, <laughs> I didn't see you at all. Yeah. They, uh, they changed all, I remember when Philadelphia, uh, Sony, Always Sony, got popular, it was like, the lead into another real, like the Daily Show or something like that. Was it FX? FX and now some other famous show that was really X. getting good ratings. And now with everyone DVRing everything, the DVR goes on two minutes before the show starts. So you see the last two minutes of whatever the show was before it, and it runs over by two minutes. So you or that it was right following the, the popular show, right. and that's what they're they're actually planning on that stuff now. They actually put shows on before and after knowing that the DVRs will pick them up and people will get interested. Wow. There's that new one about Two Broads or whatever it's called. Two Broads? No, not Two Broads, I think it is. And I think it's a Broad Tina City. Fe Broad City. Right. I think it's Amy, a Tina Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. Producing, yeah. Producing it. And so it's just these two girls doing sketches and I'm presuming... It actually came up from a, a web series that these girls produced and... Um, you know, and then they, they kind of Amy Poehler championed it, and now it's a for real show. It's on before the Daily Show or something. So I put on the Daily Show, and I get these two minutes. They go, "Oh, that looks like a pretty decent show." So I started watching it. Right. Same with uh, Key and Peel. Right. Funny. Oh, yeah. I love funny that. show. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. And even there, um, you watch your show, and they're appealing to people like before their their web videos, because a lot of people you you watch their sketches online. Before the, the sketch online shows, they're saying to the crowd, 
hey guys, we like that you're watching stuff on YouTube and everything. Watch it on Comedy Central too, because they need the ratings to be there so that they can justify. Even though they're starting their third season and it's really hilarious and doing great, they're like you were talking before. The market's becoming so fractured. You know, they, they need to keep their splinter big enough to justify continue to produce it. You know, because those those are really well produced sketches, and you can tell they had got a nice size budget. Oh, right. and, you know, I'm, they're very well produced. Really. Yeah. Yeah. And they're so. such good actors. Oh, both of them. yeah. yeah. They were out of um, the, um, the Jordan Black, you know, the Black show at the Groundlings on right. Monday yeah. night. Oh, yeah. And, and it was so great to see them get the show because they were so, everybody in the cast is so super talented. But to see them get their own show, it was just so the thrilling. Black version. I think Keegan the was Black in the Second City and then came out here. And I think they met on Mad TV. Mad TV. Yeah. At Second City, we didn't. People didn't get up and make jokes. That was, you always served the scene. Right. Well, that's yeah. That's what improv's supposed to be—is serving yeah. the scene. Yeah, but you, it wasn't about serving your character or serving. If the character became big enough that that became the scene, that's fine. But it always, always, it was scene oriented. You know. Yeah. And so, I was always about building the scene and discovering. You know, and it was driving me crazy when people would be so quick that I couldn't keep up with them. I and that's say, what scares yeah. people about improv. In I like doing, um, like, the jokes, the things that you're talking about. Yeah. But if it's in the context of the character. Yeah. If the character is someone who's going to have, like, the joke. But if it's, like, the actor who's trying to, like, shoehorn the thing in, it's just like, eh. And I see, you see that a lot. It's maybe, like, six guys up there being clever. And it's just exactly. like, but really, like, what's... What's going on here? I don't. I don't believe any of you. Or are the... you're to hear somebody in an improv that say like you heard the joke before on the Tonight Show. Oh, you get that a lot. Yes, yeah. it's like, ooh, that's such a joke. <laughs> you're not that funny. <laughs> you're not that quick with it. Right. <laughs> no, no, you're that quick. That was a real little. Well, that's what tonight. people complain about Robin all that Robin Williams and he steals everybody's material, but he's just running so fast in his mind that he things come think. out. Because he had ADHD. ADHD. <laughs> ADDHD. High def ADD. ADDHD. Is that how you say it? No, I, I just ADD. made it up. That's no, I guess my ADHD. quick wit. ADHD. Yeah, yes, I believe that. <laughs> it's highly defined ADD. Yeah. Yes. Do you remember? Lynn, Lynn tells this story. The first time she ever saw me on stage, and she can't forget the line that she cracked up over. Do Arapahoe shit, three days old. Yeah. <laughs> he was an explorer. Right. I was a Indian scout. Yes, yes, an Indian, yes, an uh -huh. Indian scout. <laughs> we, this was in Gary's thing. We over in Vermont, someplace. And and he was he he picked something up and Trent. ate it, and then was like looking at the ceiling and like thinking, and he said, "Arapahoe shit, three days old." I thought that was genius. <laughs> I never forgot it. What, what was that? Forty? It was at least forty years ago. Arapaho shit. Maybe, yeah, Arapaho shit three days old. Arapaho. Ara dung, I think I called it. No. I said shit? You said Arapaho okay. shit three days old. Sometimes you just gotta work <laughs> Only the real <laughs> way to do it. In my memory, I did it really, really great. Like, Arapaho shit. Then I tasted it three days old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Would you like some more coffee? Yes. Okay. Can I get um, anything else? At the no, I, th I, th I think I'm, we're good. I'm, yeah. This I'm is perfect. Good. And look, we get we get yeah. cooking. You learned with her just enough. <laughs> uh, okay. This is ginger molasses. Yeah. That's oatmeal, walnut, raisin, and that's the chocolate chunk at the bottom there. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do ginger molasses. Yeah. You guys pick whatever. your because I'm here all the time, I'll, I'll so you guys it. can have. I'll take a little piece of it. Someone else can have. Ah, perfect. I love that. I like. Ginger cookies. Yeah, I All right, do. I'm gonna have a little bit of everything. You get the other half of the ginger. That's how much we love you. No, he, he didn't have any yet. He's not interested in it. Okay. Don't you don't have, whatever, have whatever you want. I don't even, I don't even care. <laughs> no, it is interesting when you know, like, I think the long, longer you know someone and the more stories you share, it. You just you feel closer to those people than someone that you just kind of met or you just... Sure. You know, I don't know. When I was younger, I used to feel threatened by funny funny guys. Uh-oh, they're funnier than me. 
and they probably stand felt up. Funny. And... <laughs> they probably felt threatened about life. That's probably why I feel threatened by everyone. <laughs> uh, just everybody in the But what better podcast? <laughs> but what's really cool is that the older you get and the more experience you have, I just start. I just go. I love that guy. He's so funny. Yes! I love, and I start giving them their props and start. Right. And it doesn't threaten me anymore because I know what I am finally. Right. And I'm not threatened about my career. I know what my career is. I know where I'm going. I'm not threatened by it anymore. Back then, it was all about being seen and hey, they're looking at him instead of me. You know. Right. That, that's such a gift. Yeah. I mean, it's such a gift. And, and I'm, I, I'm the same way. You know, if if I see somebody. Whose, whose talent I love, I don't feel apart for, from it to begin with. I mean, I, I don't feel like, you know, I feel connected to them. And and same thing like, oh, here's a, some water, here's a Coke. <laughs> you know, here's your Coke. You know, you want to do everything for them. Exactly. Yeah. Take yeah. care. There's something to be said for for, for uh, a little bit of wisdom and time. Right, long time in the saddle, you yeah. know, and... and and, and, you know, I, I'm so happy. I'm, like, incapable of carrying jealousy. I'll just get sleepy. Like, oh, that was such a great... I'm so tired right now. I've got to take a yeah, nap. You might have to look that up on WebMD. It could be another very serious illness you have, Lynn. Sleepy. Sleepy sickness. <laughs> Every time I get jealous, I get exhausted. Which is probably why I'm tired all the time, too. I'll have to look that up. I love I love any premise that starts out with every time, oh. every time, every single time. Yeah. Or why do I always? Yeah. You know, it's the always and the everys that, that get me. I always. always uh, my wife and I bust each other if we ever use the word always and never, mm-hmm. because it's wow. just you always say this. Do I always, always say that? You well, have never I done this. Do always I always fall asleep when right. I like a performance. Right. I think you guys are right. Yeah. No, no. Why do I always put my foot in my mouth when I get nervous? Why do I... All those those things that everyone goes through. You convince when, yourself. When Del Close was, was teaching us uh, the Herald, the form, the format, this is way back in like 74. And he had only invented it like, what, about five, six years earlier. Yeah. So, so uh, he's teaching it to us, and, and he says, so the best questions are these open-ended questions, like, why do I always? And right. so I started falling in love with that. And, you know, the Herald originally was, uh, now it's down to this, like, 20-minute format where everyone kind of gets in and out, and it's right. like a sitcom or something. Right. But back then, Del said, he said, uh, it could be a minute, it could be 10 minutes, it could be an hour, it could be three days. It's until the subject is exhausted right. that's how wow. long it was supposed to go. Yeah. I mean, that's really wild, beatnik format tell, tell, right there. Tell everybody a little bit about the Herald, because some people oh, don't know anything about it. Herald is the... the uh, uh, it's super nice free for you, Lynn. Really well done. She's a good she's, she's the Charlie Rose of this lunch. She's not letting anything slide. Well, all, all I've learned from my illness. <laughs> the Herald was not... By the way, Dell always hated the name Herald. He wanted to call it the Dell? Like, who's this no, Harold? Del, he had nothing to do with so it. I can't even remember how it got the name Harold, but he hated the idea. Oh, interesting. But but uh, it is kind of the freeform improv format of all time, where there is there is you follow still follow improv rules, but there's no scene per se. There's no game per se, and yet it is scenes, games. It could be uh, standing out there and doing a poem. It could be laying down and sleeping for five minutes. It could be... Oh! oh that's a Four gallons of cement, please. Thank you very much. It could be It could be all of that, if, if that's part of what's going on. Right. You could literally say, audience, come with me. We're going outside for you know to check on parking meters. Or what. Yeah. It could be anything. Right. And it's... So now they've, they've kind of formatted it into this format where they kind of play a little game, they, they kind of discuss ideas about the topic, stepping out and saying this idea, that idea, that idea, and then they kind of format little 
scenes based off of what people have said. Right. Maybe play a game along Vignettes that line. And, stuff. and then it's doors. over. And someone, yeah. I'm a tree, and I'm this. And they all take on little parts in every vignette or something. But, but that wasn't the original way. It was supposed to be like this just absolute freeform gonzo right. craziness where it is what it is and nobody and it never he, if the subject is traffic right. you never have to mention traffic you never have to get into a car it's just whatever's in your head whatever's relating to that <laughs> you come out of Steve Winwood hey, it could be, I, you I, could I, be I, anything right. and so I think it drove a lot of people nuts that there was just absolutely no structure at all I'm not gonna do it if I'm doing it right. If I got there's my, no, I'm gonna have my, I got my original notes. I got three pages of original notes on that at home somewhere. Wow. And it's it's kind of insane. I kind of even can't make sense out of the notes anymore. Wow. Did you do like, like Groundlings coming up or was there a training center that you came through before Groundlings or was that kind of I'm eating a cookie. It's stuck in my throat. <laughs> no, when I when I joined when I joined the Groundlings, yeah. it was so long ago. There was no school. There was no. Who were nothing. some of your like contemporaries at the at the time? Um, you were in the original company, weren't like you? Phil Hartman. Uh, almost. And, I was yeah. almost in the original company. It had gone on for like seven or eight months before, oh. and I'd known Gary Austin. We were in the same management company, um, Compass Management, and he says, oh, I'm, I'm doing this show. There's like 80 people on the roster, you know, and he was like, come, come Is this down. above, on Fairfax, above the, the where were you first? The, the first time I was there was on uh, Santa Monica Boulevard, a little theater on Santa Monica Boulevard, and then they, what's the, called the Oxford. Oh, and, oh yeah, over on uh, near Western. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and I went to what I thought was a class. And, and Tom Maxwell was there, Gary was there. Archie. And Archie Hahn Archie was there. And Lorraine Newman was there for just a couple of minutes because she got whisked off to Saturday Night Live. Right, right. And, and her sister Tracy, Tracy Newman. These were the original. Was Phyllis in that original? Phyllis came a little bit later. But Phyllis 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 Katz. The late Shirley Prestia, who was just oh, excellent. Shirley. These are all the great, great uh, original Kent? people. Suzanne Kent. And and um, then Phil Hartman came a couple of years later, and yeah, that yeah. was just such a jo I know. joy you guys, you guys to were great. work so great together. 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 I mean, um, so, so what was my story? <laughs> about starting oh, about the ground. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then they called me, and they said, you're in the Groundlings. You made it. And I didn't even know it was an audition. And to think <laughs> yeah, of these kids. Now you, you got to do five years. Yeah, you right. the kids and the money, you know, right. and everything that they that they put into this and the voting. And that's how easy it was at, during my time. Right. It's like just doing a class and, okay, you're in. Yeah, now I, I equate it to kind of graduate school. Because people, they'll take them, you know, two, three, four years to get yeah. to, through all the stages of the classes and stuff. Yeah. And you could end up at a, you know, at a point where they just say, like, oh, okay. we're going to say, yeah. no guarantees say of anything. No. Like, no. You could do five years with them and not be guaranteed even to get in Sunday nights. Right. And, right. and, like, the, and, and the thing of it, it is, is that if you don't get in, it's really no grounds on, um, a basis on your talent, like, like a... Sarah Baker, who, who you know, she she was she was in the um, she's done movies, she's done everything. Oh, the the campaign. Yes, she the campaign. Was in Go on. Yeah, yes. We just did a show oh together. Oh my God! Oh, thank um, you. I'm so glad you have a brain and yeah, you remember these things. We were in a show together about two months ago, and her husband came yeah. up to me and and he's like, I was I saw you on stage the whole time, and I was like, who is this guy? And she's like, and then it was Go On. I was in Go On, uh, you know, and so he's like, oh, that's where we all, so I kind of like knew her, but not knew her from before, but her husband made, right, made right, the right, connection. Right, right, right. I remember the chin. I remember the chin. It was, it was giant and off-putting. <laughs> oh, my God. Being, yeah. I, I called you. You were wonderful on oh, that thanks. show. I called you. Thanks. Yeah, what you show did. Was You're really sweet. I was Go On on NBC, Matthew Perry's. Oh, yes, now, yes, yes. Uh, Go On, God yeah. Bless Goodnight's most recent series. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But anyway, Sarah Baker. Yes, Sarah Baker, and I, I, I wrote her a letter, you know, after she didn't make the groundlings, and and I said, you know, can I say shitty? Can I say shitty? Yeah. I thought this is really shitty. 
Yeah. You know, and this sucks. Right. Well, I'll just keep getting worse and worse on things I hit Sarah. You already said a rap about shit. <laughs> well, I think technically, <laughs> yeah, it, this is going to be up on the internet, Lynn, so you can't say shitty. Please, whatever. My ears are not a trash can. Yeah, because yeah. someone might be offended while they're watching porn. I know, right? This is the soundtrack for the... But yeah. And, and then I said, but something, because, oh my God, the work, and you can imagine the work she did at Groundlings was brilliant. Yes. And then, and then I said, something fabulous is going to happen for you. I, I know it. And then, you know, the movie and the series. Yeah. So it, it really has nothing to do with, with uh, no. you know, the talent. It's just yeah. whether that's, it's a very political thing mm-hmm. there, over mm-hmm. there too, you know. Um, that event, there's political games going on and getting in and doing someone something for someone and their sketch because they created a character that they and, and they will do it for you or speak up for you or I mean there's that's the impression I got because when I was with Gary I said you know it'd be great to do this all the time why don't I go over and join the Groundlings thinking you could just yeah. go he says you you can't I said yeah but I'm already trained I already know no you have to go through this you have to start from ground zero I go but Thank that's silly much. why don't I just audition no you can't do that so I said well, fuck. Also a, a can I say fuck no. Okay. Fuck no. <laughs> I meant fuck crying fuck out loud. loud. <laughs> no, I think it's a testament to you and how sweet you are to uh, keep in touch with her and say that. I, I remember when we were first getting to know each other, I was like on hold for something and you just said, I'm going to put out good energy and you get that. I'm like, Lynn Stewart is putting out good energy for that's me. That's what she does. Okay. Yeah, big time. Well, that's what you do too. We do that for each other and for I mean, everyone, yes. I was telling Matt that before I went to New York, and I had a little, is the word trepidation? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> about doing word? a part that I'd done 30 years before. Oh, for the HBO show. Yes, for for, for, for Amazing, Broadway. And, for, and, and you wrote me a beautiful treatment, like a, a, a be- and it was just gorgeous. Totally positive about what you, what I was doing and what I was doing it for and how I was going to be received, and it, it helped me. It helped me during the and it was show. True, wasn't it? Yes, it, 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 I did it for the fans and the people who love the show. That's right. Not for the people that would say, "What does she think she's doing?" Because you do it for <laughs> you do anything for the love, and you've already got your reward. Yeah, that's right. And and it, it really really helped me. You know, but what you wrote for me. Uh, I love that. That was 30 years ago or for the... No, this was recently. This, a couple of years. This was oh, for Pee Wee on Broadway. Broadway. Wow. I was like, oh my God. And he just wrote me a beautiful prayer, a beautiful treatment about, you know, going forward and, and doing it yeah. and what I had to offer. And it was, it really helped me. You're getting kind of choked up. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> so sweet. But you asked for it. Yeah. You that's asked amazing. me to do it. So Did he, was Paul showcasing that at the Groundlands? And that's how you got in, or did you go in an audition for the part? Or I, he he was doing. I was in. You know what you said about the little theater on Fairfax. Yeah. I was doing a show called Funny You Should Ask, and yes. I wasn't involved at the Groundlings Jeez. at the time. I had been, yeah. and then I left because um, Neil Thompson. I thought he was really cute, and he was my boyfriend <laughs> at the time. So, so I was with him and his group for three years, and then when we. D. Marcus. D. Marcus, that's right. And then I, I went back to the Groundlings to do their shows and and also the, the Pee Wee Herman show. But, uh, oh, oh, I'm like on a million that's different things. A but million no. great things. Right. <laughs> no, I did not have to audition. He just called me up and he says, I'm doing Pee Wee Herman. Uh, I'm doing it as a late night show. Would you like to be part of it? And I said, yes. <laughs> and he really did oversee everything. I mean, he wanted me to look like a prom queen, so I kept bringing in clothes from Aardvarks, which was just oh, yeah. down the street on Melrose, and and wigs with my hair a certain way. And so he had his idea. You, we, It came from improv, and, and um, Bill Steinkellner was at the helm of it. Oh, I am, Bill. And, and uh, so we developed it from improv, but, but he really was the overseer yeah. of, of the whole show and and he had an idea of what he, of what he wanted and what it, you wanted what you were supposed to be and supposed to do. Well, it was such a big part of my like, you know, childhood growing up. I would watch the show all the time. 
and oh. yeah, I was such a big fan. Oh, still he was playing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so many times with Phil Hartman, because, you know, he's like a, was it, was and is in heaven, a genius, a national genius. Yeah, yeah. And I would watch him and think, I'm going to play his girlfriend, and I'm going to write everything connected to being his girlfriend, and not go off on my own, like, look at me, blah, right. blah, blah. Right. It's just, how to get Phil Hartman to be my <laughs> That's the date. game. You find the game, and you got the scene. Yes, that, and I right did away. that in, like, I did that in... Uh, three shows with Phil Hartman that we all wrote together. I just went out, I'm going to be his girlfriend, and everything I write is going to be connected with Hitch, my wagon to a star. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, it worked for the Olympic Arts Festival for Chick Hazard, worked for the original Pee Wee show, yeah. and and so it, it just, uh, that's just what I did. It also helps you, like, POV, too. Like, what, what's your character's desire? I want to be get in. Phil Hartman! Yeah. <laughs> show got, got cut because right. I didn't go off and write a fabulous monologue for myself. Right, right. It wasn't it was about just, you. Yeah, it was about getting Phil Hartman. <laughs> it's yeah. your cog in the machine. <laughs> Captain yeah. Carl. Captain That's Carl. That's right. That's both of you. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Supposed to sign I didn't it. sign it, so... Nice tip. I thought she wouldn't. I thought she wouldn't catch that I didn't sign it. I was hoping my lack of signature would prevent it from going through. Oh no! Uh, Were you around when when uh, thank you very much. Gary, uh, Alice Miller and I it was mostly Alice Miller and I and this guy named Larry Yurdy were writing a thing for Norman Lear and Gary was directing it. Were you around? Oh, when that was how fabulous! No, we were. It was a pilot presentation before uh -huh. they even existed, and. The idea for the series, I thought, was terrific. And I don't know if it ever, would ever work because people want to see the same people doing the same things every week. But the idea for the series was you have your stock company of actors, and this week we're focusing on this character and his life and all the people around his life. Um, we had we centered it around, for the presentation, we centered it around Pee Wee. So Pee Wee, and then there was his agent, Suzanne Kent playing Rita Chandelier. Oh my God, brilliant. And then we had uh, we had Kip King playing his grandfather, the old vaudevillian. I can't know many of that all. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, oh my, had, I would, are there any tapes of this anywhere? No, no, and, and we, we wrote, the, and I forget who, all, all the people that were in it, but we had this great company of people. And there was them at dinner, then, then he was going out on auditions, and. Rita Shandler, all those people. So the idea for the series is that that's what it was focusing on that week. Yeah. The next week, it might be focusing on the grandfather and all of the people in his. So you'd still have a crossover of Pee Wee and. Right. But there would be his his friend Sid and his friend. You know, kind of these. like a herald. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. but it would just keep mushrooming. All these characters keep mushrooming off of each other and keep growing, and then they would recur in each other's scenes and all this kind of stuff. I just thought it was a brilliant idea. Brilliant, especially and with that cast and, and yeah. at that time. And everybody was there, and he had all of his top guys there, and uh, they're sitting there watching, and they're howling. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Well, no. it was great, and they loved it. Why should it go on? Yeah. And then we we decided we would we loved writing together, right. Alice and I. So we we created this other thing called this is back in what was it eighty. 82, something like that. We had this thing called the Weekly Hot Flash, and it was, <laughs> and it was, it was uh, 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 a fake news guy doing fake satirical news stories about real events that are going on in the world, but they're not. He has a fake. Uh, they, they cut over to a fake um, a reporter on location and all this kind of stuff, but it's not really there. Does that sound like anything to you? Remember, that was the week that was, not necessarily the news, now the Daily Show and all right. that. Right. But this is way before any of that stuff. Right. And we couldn't, nobody, ah, that and that, you can't do that, you can't right. do that. What the hell? Right, you were <laughs> Do you the feel like you're always ahead of yourself, yeah. always ahead of everything? Yeah. Wow. Five years ahead. Always. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm going to... In fact, I did, and you, you gave me extra cookies. I do, I do have right. an audition. You can't remember right. what it's yeah. for, but... I, I, I don't, ask me in 20 minutes after, <laughs> 20 so... Okay. Uh, this is like one of those callback things, it's like an improv ensemble, and they want oh, yeah. us all to be there for like 90 minutes. Okay. Wow. So... 
Well, you're coffeeed up and ready, I'm ready to, go. to go. I've had my good yeah. laughs. I got my. Yeah, you're. You're. I'm in you're the, ready. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. Is there anything that you guys wanted to, uh, to talk about or like anywhere to find you online? I think, or I think we, we did it. We did it. Okay. I love Lynn so much. And, and my, I love Jeff so much. She's my Sagittarius sister. That's right. And we always have this, this little thing between us. Yes, them. yes. And, uh, little. I call it big. Little. I call it big. <laughs> I was Hard being nose. modest. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you, and of course. And you're our baby. My friend, uh, you're our improv baby. <laughs> This is so great, guys. Thank you. All right, guys. Uh, that was the show. Uh, thanks again to Lynn Stewart and Jeff Doucette. And honestly, even if there was no recording device at all, uh, it was such a pleasure just to sit and hang out with them. And um, I'm happy they're they're my friends okay uh new episodes come out every wednesday so uh don't forget to subscribe on itunes give it a follow on soundcloud we're on stitcher radio or you can simply find them at grabbinglunch.com also you can go to mattknutson.com m-a-t-t-k-n-u-d-s-e-n to see my uh, schedule of shows sign up for my mailing list follow me on twitter at matt knutson like the matt knutson fan page Oh, man, I'm so tired of talking about myself. Uh, Thanks again for listening, and I will see you guys next week.